you have your Bibles with you, uh, open them up or turn them on, as Brother Bill says sometimes, to Romans 12. I'll read verses 9 through 21. Romans 12, verses 9 through 21. I've been reading my Bible through in the New Living Translation. And even though I use other translations, I rarely uh, read outside uh, the English Standard Version or the New King James Version. But this time I'm reading my Bible through in the NLT. And so I'm reading this in the New Living Translation because it really just jumped out at me a couple of months ago. So follow along as I read. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. We're in a prayer series, by the way. And keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemy If your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. And doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Now, every now and then someone will say to me, the Bible is just too difficult to understand. Was there anything I read today that you didn't understand? Now, there's a lot that we may not like. It may go against the grain, but that's as simple as it gets right there. Now, with that in mind, I want to tell you a story. And it involves me. And it's a story I'm a little bit embarrassed about. But I believe the Lord kind of created this story in my life, this scenario to speak to me. But not long ago, I was reading the news. I don't watch it on television. I just read it. That way I can quit reading when I want to quit reading. I don't have to listen to the garbage. So I was reading and you know how those things just pop up. And, and one of those advertisements just popped up 
and I never pay them any mind, but this time it caught my attention. And I clicked on it. I shouldn't have done that, but I did. And I mean, immediately I was captured. It had me. I mean, I was in for the whole video. And what it was is they were advertising this military-grade, high-tech survival tool, flashlight. (laughs) Does the expression egg on your face mean anything? And I mean, I was captured. And they demonstrated this flashlight, this elite tech flashlight. Man, I'd never seen a flashlight like that before. This flashlight was so powerful that you could shine it in the eyes of an intruder and it would blind them. This flashlight was so powerful that you could wad up a piece of paper and put it down and you could shine that flashlight on it and it would set that paper on fire. This is a military-grade survival tool. This flashlight was so powerful that you could set it up on its end and put a little pot on top of it and cook an egg. Now, it never dawned on me to ask the question, why in the world would anybody want to cook an egg with a flashlight? But you could take a piece of tinfoil and take this flashlight. I'm watching the whole video and you could just shine it and it would just burn a hole right through that tinfoil. By this time, I knew I had to have this flashlight. (laughs) And I went online. I mean, I went to the site and I ordered me a flashlight. And then before I could go to to check out and pay for it, for half price, you can get two more just like it. (laughs) I can have one and I can give two away as gifts. Sign me up. I ordered that flashlight. And folks, I waited with anticipation like a child waits for Christmas morning. I had to have that flashlight. And finally, after maybe a week and a half, I don't know, a long time, the the box gets here. I'm so excited. And I open that box. And there it is. All three of them. They were there. I got my elite. (laughs) Tech. Flashlight. The first thing I noticed is there was no way to charge it. And you had to put three AAA batteries in it. And I looked at that thing and I'm, there's no way. I shined it in my own eyes to see if it would blind me. In fact, it's doing some crazy stuff. In fact, I took that flashlight and held it up to my cheek like that. You're not cooking an egg on that flashlight, I'm telling you. That is not going to happen. 
And I was so discouraged and I was so disillusioned that I got on the phone. I did, I, I did pray a while because I didn't want to act ugly. <laughs> I got on the phone and I called him. It's a true story. My wife was sitting there listening to the whole thing. I said, I just got my flashlights. I said, I can tell you right now, that flashlight won't blind anybody. I said, that flashlight will not cook an egg. It will not set paper on fire and it will not burn through tinfoil. I said, can you tell me if I've done something wrong? Did, did, did I order something other than what you were advertising? And the guy said to me, he said, pastor, well, I didn't, he didn't say pastor. He, he said, let me, let me explain something to you. He said, that advertisement, you're going to think I'm making this up. He said, that advertisement was meant to be metaphorical. And I immediately said, listen, I'm pretty sure I know what a metaphor is. And I, that's not a metaphor. I said, that's false advertisement. And then he said to me, he said, it was never meant to be taken literally. I said, you mean I watched the whole video about what it would do and you're telling me I was not to take that literally? He said, that's right. And I said, well, 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 this is what I got. And I described it. He said, that's it. That's the elite tech flashlight. I said, well, you can send me my money back because I don't want it. And he said, well, he said, if you'll keep it, we'll send 75 or 80% of your money back. And he did. And I walked around for days. Just, I mean, I know this is strong language, but I just got to tell you, I walked around for days just feeling like an idiot. And then I was praying. And when, when I, I started praying about it, because I just felt, I, I tell people all the time, don't get taken in. Don't be deceived. There's all kinds of stuff out there they're selling and, and it's not. Have you ever ordered something and you didn't get what you thought you ordered? Yeah. And I was praying and then the Holy Spirit spoke to you, to me. You remember we're talking about prayer now and prayer is a conversation. It's not just you talking to God, it's the Holy Spirit talking to you also. And I was praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and before I tell you what the Holy Spirit said to me, I, I, I need to share something with you. If you haven't been a Christian very long, you, you'll learn something here. When God speaks to you, when he speaks to me, when he speaks to any of us, he very rarely ever talks to us about what other people are doing wrong. In fact, I'll go so far today as to tell you that if you're hearing a voice, if you think the Lord is speaking to you and telling you how bad and how wrong somebody else is, 
more than likely that's not God's voice. That's your own irritated heart speaking to you or the enemy speaking to you because when God talks to you, he talks to you about you. So I was praying and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And this is what I heard. What about you? Are you the real deal? Are you guilty of falsely advertising something that's not a reality in your own life? Are you guilty? Now, this is the spirit speaking to me. I'm telling you, I was getting this. Are you guilty of proclaiming and preaching to the world about something that's so wonderful it's almost too good to be true? And while you are preaching that to the world, at the same time, you're making excuses to others and to yourself why you're not living up to the standard. The Spirit was speaking to me. Is your life just some mixed up, confused metaphor? That has nothing to do with reality. Now, if you think the Holy Spirit was being harsh with me right at this point, let me explain something to you about our God. When God speaks to you, I'm not talking about you speaking to you. I'm not talking about somebody else speaking to you. I'm talking about when you connect with God. And when God speaks to you, he always lifts you up to a higher standard. He always brings you up to a higher level. He always shares with you where you can improve. He's not going to share with me where you can improve, but where where I can improve. Uh, There's a song of old. It's an old song. The old folks here will remember this. Uh, Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane than I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. You see, when God deals with us, he's always pulling us up. He's always saying, and, and I don't care where you are. If we could identify the most mature Christian in the house, I'm telling you, when God speaks to you, he's gonna say, come up a little higher. Come up to a a place of greater holiness and greater righteousness and a greater walk with the Lord. And that's what God was doing with me. And by the way, I want to tell you, this is the greatest church I've ever been associated with. Brother Charles and I were just speaking about this a moment ago. He said, I've been in some good churches, but none like this. But I can tell you, when we get sensitive before the Lord and God starts speaking to us, he's going to say, come up a little higher, walk a little closer, be a little more faithful. And that's what God was doing with me. So I want to ask you, what about us? (laughs) Are are we practicing metaphorical Christianity? There's probably a better word because that doesn't really work, but you get the idea with that message. Are we just going through the motions? Do we preach one thing on one day and live something else another day? Are we the real deal? Are we really what God wants us to be? And and this is a great church. I'm telling you from my vantage point, but we want revival, don't we? We want to see the glory of God, don't we? We want to see this county shaken with the power of God, don't we? I can tell you, when God speaks to us, he's going to call us up. 
He wants us to walk with him. So do you know what the real deal is? Can I share with you what the real deal is? Are you ready for this? The real deal is when you love people. You don't just pretend like you love them. You really, with an agape love, you, you love them. The real deal, Christianity, is when you hate evil and wrong and sin and it grieves your heart. If you can watch it on television and laugh at something that's evil and wrong and sinful, something's wrong. You see, the real deal is when you hate what's evil, when you hate what's wrong, when you hate those things that are sinful. The real deal is when you hold on to what's good. You embrace the good, the godly, the wholesome, the righteous things of God. That's the real deal. The real deal is when in the household of faith, we love one another and we honor one another. We, we, we don't fight and quarrel with one another. We love one another. That's what the real deal looks like. The real deal in Christianity is when you're not lazy, you work hard, and you serve the Lord with all of your heart and affection. You do it enthusiastically. Do you hear me? By the way, if you haven't figured this out yet, I'm going right back through our text enthusiastically. Years ago, I heard a preacher say to a group of people, this is what he said. He said, do you believe Jesus is Lord? Amen. Do, do, do you believe he's coming back for you? Yes. Amen. Are you excited about your faith? Yes. Amen. And then he stopped and he said, well, you need to tell your faith face because you look like the saddest bunch of people I ever looked at in my life. We're to to do it enthusiastically. Listen, the real deal is when you can be, listen to these words, they're right out of our text. When you can be confident and patient in trouble. When you are in trouble, when things are not going your way. And by the way, sometimes in life we get in trouble and things don't go our way and we go through hardship. And we are to be confident. The real deal, Christianity, is being confident and being patient, knowing that our God is a faithful God. Knowing that he's with us. You see, you don't turn television on one day and hear some politician say something that spins you out for three days because you are confident. And you are patient and you know God is in charge. You see, the real deal is when, when somebody in the household of faith, brothers and sisters in Christ, and let me assure you, there's to be a relationship between us that's greater than our relationship with the world. And when somebody in the household of faith is hurting, guess what we do? We all come to that need. We give to that need. That's the real deal. The real deal is showing hospitality. The scripture says, you know what the real deal Christianity is? Now fasten your seatbelts. Because everything I've said so far is pretty easy. But the real deal is when you bless those who curse you. You bless those who persecute you. You you pray for them. That, That means when somebody says something ugly about you, you bless them. 
What if we had a testimony today, a testimonial service, and we said, okay, everybody else that's pronounced a blessing on your worst enemy this week, get up and tell us about it. You see, we talk, we sing it, we preach it, but are we the real deal? Real deal Christianity is when that person is cursing you, you bless them. And why? Because Jesus Christ is in you. The, the real deal is when they're trying to hurt you, you're praying for God to bless them. Who does that? Real Christians do that. Obedient Christians that love the Lord. That's the real deal. When people are happy, when in the household of faith, when people are happy, we're happy with them. When they weep, we weep with them. We're so emotionally and spiritually connected to one another that we bear the same burdens. We rejoice together. We weep. That's the real deal. Listen to this. The the real deal, Christianity, is when we live in harmony with one another. Harmony. That means you lose the drama. It's amazing how much drama we can create by just listening to the wrong voice. We quit taking issue with people about everything. We Sometimes if we want to live in harmony, we have to keep our mouths closed, don't we? And just don't say anything. It's all right. God has not called you to be a fixer. You don't have to fix people and fix every circumstance. Some You just put it in God's hands. Are you with me? So, so I mean, the real deal is when we stop blaming others and making excuses for ourselves. That's the real deal. I, I, I want to ask you, do we want to be a false, phony commercial that's that's selling a good that's inferior or do we want to demonstrate it before the world you you see you see the real deal and i love this part this was my favorite part the real deal christianity is when you stop thinking you know it all got quiet in here when i said that see you don't know it all i don't know it all Nobody knows it all. You are aware of this. Nobody likes a know-it-all. Nobody. Do you know why? Because we all know that nobody knows it all. And when somebody's a know-it-all, we don't like that. God doesn't like that. And we back away from them. And if we're not careful, we'll come across to the world as a know-it-all. And we don't know it all. See, that, that's the real deal. Now, I'm going to ask you to do something to do it with love, okay? Look at the person next to you and say, you don't know it all. I kind of feel like somebody in here thought this was their golden opportunity to tell some. Whoa. You don't know it all and I don't know it all. We know the one who knows it all. We know him. 
And we don't have to try to come across as, as, as being so smart all the time. And by the way, real Christianity, the, the, the real walk with Christ is when we come to the point that we're not, we don't think we're so proud that we can't spend time with ordinary people. You see, we're not too good for anybody. Do you, do you hear me? We're not too good for anybody. We, we have something good for everybody, but we're not too good for anybody. And, and so you, you, you fellowship with just ordinary people. By the way, I looked out over this congregation a while ago because I was thinking about this and y'all all just look like ordinary people to me. That's all we are. We're just ordinary people. Nothing more, nothing special, nothing outstanding, just ordinary people. But we serve an extraordinary God. Oh, we serve an extraordinary God. And I got to... And even as I say that, I'm a little bit convicted in my heart because calling God extraordinary still falls. He's the supernatural, amazing, wonderful, all-powerful, all-knowing God of the universe. We're just ordinary. But when he lives within us and we obey him, wow, that is a powerful dynamic. Listen, listen, the real deal is we never repay evil for evil. The real deal is when we live our lives in such a way that everybody who hears us and sees us looks at us and they know that we're people of honor and we're people who can be respected and trusted. That's, that's real deal Christianity. Real deal, the real deal Christianity is when you and I do everything we possibly can. Now, sometimes we can't. But when we do everything we possibly can, listen, to live in peace with everyone. These, these, are, these are biblical standards all in one passage of scripture. The real deal is never taking revenge, leaving that to God. The real deal is if your enemy's hungry, you feed him. If he's thirsty, you give him something to drink. The real deal is this. Don't ever let evil overcome you. You overcome and conquer evil with good. And, it, and you can do that. Now, that's a pretty amazing description of what Christianity should look like. That's the high mark, isn't it? Now, I got some bad news for you. You ready? There's not one of us in this house that can live according to that standard. We are... On our own, we're helpless and hopeless. Not one of us. And that's the reason right in the middle of that text, we, we read these four words and keep on praying. Why do you keep on praying? Why? I, when I first read that, I told Brother Derek not long ago, that that statement seemed to be out of place in, in this laundry list of things that should be true in our lives. And then I realized that everything that was being said in the passage of Scripture hinged on this. Keep on praying. Keep on trusting the Lord. Why? Because you and I cannot even come close to living this kind of holy standard. 
without a powerful prayer life, without the Lord picking us up, without the Lord seeing us through and bringing us to that point. And that's what, that's what Paul meant when he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ lives in me and the life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, we're hopeless. We, we, we're just a, a, a phony false advertisement to the world unless we're praying and filled and anointed with the Holy Spirit and walking out this holy truth. Oh, friends, there is no way, no way, no possible way that you and I can live this, this inverted life, this, this contrary counterculture life without the power of the Holy Spirit. There's no way. We can't even come close. So I tell you, when God spoke this to my heart, I've really been going around and and I don't even think this is the right word. And I don't think the guy even knew what a metaphor was. It was talking to me, but I've been walking around. So help me, God, I don't want to be a metaphorical Christian. Please God, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Please God, I don't want to advertise one thing and live something else. Please God, teach me, help me. And I know I can't do it without you, God. Help me to live it. Help me to walk it out. Would you bow with me in prayer? With your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I didn't preach this message to make anybody feel guilty or bad. I preached this message to open your eyes to a holy and beautiful standard to maybe hear the voice of the Lord and the Holy Spirit calling you up higher. Maybe to get you to a point where you keep on praying. Paul said, and keep on praying. You just don't ever quit praying. It's our, it's our source. It's how we get from where we are to where God is. It's how We get filled with the energy, the anointing, the power, the strength to walk out a life that's truly counterculture. You see, it's through prayer that we get to a point where we do things that nobody else in the world would do without Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for making it so simple and spelling it out. And thank you for your willingness to help us, to empower us. Lord, would you call this church, this entire church, would you call us up to a higher level? Would you you call us to a place where we are more sincere, and more faithful and more committed than we've ever been before, but not because of a fleshly commitment, but because the empowering and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Father, do a work among us. Do a work among us. And, 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 And Lord, if there's somebody here 
who is struggling, but they've not been praying, then Lord, open their eyes to understand that through prayer and through the word of God and through faith, that they can talk to you. And, and you won't straighten everybody else around the, you won't straighten out everybody else around them, but you'll straighten them out. You'll show them the pathway of righteousness. Lord, do a work in us. Lord, we just love you today.